0: What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Badgers. Great show today. We have a terrific guest, as as we usually try to do on every Tuesday. If you know who that is, I'm sure you're going to be excited for it. Uh, we're going to talk We talked offensive stock up-down. We're going to talk defensive stock up-and-down and answer a question of, is Wisconsin not as talented as maybe we thought they were? We're going to talk about that and more on today's Locked on Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked on Badgers, your team every single day. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings, as always. Still getting over the cold, but I'm here. We're ready to rock and roll. Appreciate everybody tuning in uh if you're on the pod if you're watching on youtube whatever it is i really really do appreciate everybody uh we're gonna bring our man on Rajiv, and we try to do this every tuesday we try to do believe badgers winning a and- national title absolutely going on final four runs why not it's believe with rajiv on today's locked on badgers as always my friend thank you for joining us um we did get a really some really nice comments. Somebody said your your belief is biblical, which I love. Wow! And uh, we had a <laughs> the YouTube section that said we got to get shirts. Some believe with Rajiv shirts before the season starts. Get some of that merchandise out there.
1: I saw that on Twitter today. It was in response to your Gus bus shirts, and that was pretty great. So yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. Let's 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 design some cool shirts. <laughs> uh,
0: that'd be great, man. Um, Evan Gabriel, what's up, Evan? Let's go Badgers for sure. Um, I want to get into a couple comments here, Rajiv. So. I talked on a previous show coming out of spring. I did um, stock up stock down on my offensive positions group by group. We're not going to go through the entire gamut again because mm-hmm. we did a show on it, but I, I definitely based on where you were before spring to where you are right now, I want you to pick out one spot you're higher on and one spot you're lower on.
1: Well, so we'll start with lower and sadly it's quarterback. I mean, I don't know how you, we can't be, I know that you said you were holding on quarterback. I, I, I just feel like coming in, and it's because how my hype coming into the spring, right? I mean, coming into the spring, I'm thinking, okay, Tana Mordecai, Braden Lock, these guys are going to be killing it, and to see us throw four picks was just, it just has to, it just has to kind of reset the thinking a little bit to just realize, okay, the hype machine has been really high for the entire off season, so let's just take a step back, understand what's happening, and so yeah, stock down a little bit there, not really concerned, but down, up. Clearly, to me, wide receivers all day. I mean, wow, the depth we're talking. We haven't even seen Bryson Green in a Badger shirt yet. Think about what that's going to be like. So, arguably, the second or third best wide receiver we haven't even seen yet. Wow, I mean, and and not only just the first two lines I talked about in the last show, Vinnie Anthony and Tommy McIntosh. The depth at wide receiver is really there. Way stuck up on receiver, a little bit down on quarterback.
0: Well, and uh, Chris Brooks Jr. was tearing it up before he got hurt. Uh, That that, that unit is loaded. Uh, It's unbelievable. So yeah, I definitely want stock up there. I want stock even before the Marshall Howe news. I think I might go, not that he's listen, not that Marshall Howe is enough to tip it that much, but I thought he gave you some interesting potential depth this year. He's another arm that seemed to play well. Um, I don't really care where quarterbacks come from. We've seen quarterbacks be successful as, you know, late round picks from small areas from walk-ons to five-star recruits and everywhere in between between. So I felt better about the depth with Marshall Howe. I'd probably go stock a little bit down right now, to be honest, without How in the equation.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't really think about the third quarterback and down when it comes to overall depth for the, the year, especially quarterback, because it's, gosh, it would be really, really bad if we were on our third quarterback this year. That's something that generally doesn't happen. And because of how good Braden Locke has looked, I mean, most teams in the Big Ten, I would argue that, I would, I would say that he's got to be one of the best and most capable backups in the conference, no doubt. And that is a really big lift that other programs just don't have, is having that next guy, like something happens to Tanner, I'm, I'm comfortable right now. I'm feeling, okay, well, either one of these guys can get it done. Obviously, Tanner has more experience and should play, but very comfortable there. So that's why I don't think the How News really affected me that much. Plus, you know, I feel about Nick Evers. I think there's a lot of growth opportunity there. I'm happy for How. I hope he gets a good situation. Did he Has he landed somewhere yet? I don't know if he's... Not that no. I've
0: seen. Yeah, so, I,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about that. It doesn't it does bother me because I feel like we got the guys there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to be clear too. It doesn't, I certainly don't think right. it changes anything long-term. Right. I do think, and maybe this is just the scarred Niner fan in me, seeing my fifth string quarterback in the wow, NFC title yeah. game this year. Um, quarterbacks do get hurt. It was a couple years ago. Maryland was playing a linebacker, converted linebacker, because their top four guys got hurt. I, I do. It's just one of those things where how had become your third string quarterback this yeah. spring. And your third string quarterback is one quarterback injury away from being your backup. So I, I just would have felt a tiny bit better this year. But I, I agree with your overall point, I, 100%. Um, another good question we had, and this came from the comments, um, and then I incorporated into my last show. But I want to kick it back to you. It's been a good minute since the Badgers had a first-round pick. I think it was Ryan Ramchick was, I believe, the last one. I should have actually looked that up before the show. But I'm almost positive he was the last
1: I'm first sure round someone pick. in the comments will correct you or if you're wrong
0: about that. We had two that year. Was it Watt and Ramcheck that year? Either way, it's been five, six years. Um, who is the the best bet on the Badgers roster, in your opinion, to break that streak next year or the year after? Somebody on the roster right now.
1: So I think right now, based on what we're seeing in the NFL, there's a position that is highly coveted, and you have saw it in, in the draft this year as cornerback. I mean, there are, because of the strength of the quarterbacks in the league and the strength of the wide receivers, it's all about corner and what you can do to defend them. So to me, it's Alexander Smith. I mean, the guy we talked about him a couple of times since the spring. He's just looks locked down and does he need to improve to make it to the first round? Absolutely. But if he locks down every top wide receiver that he faces this year, which frankly I expect him to, to not get a lot of balls thrown his way based on what he can do. I feel like that's the guy to break the streak because of how much emphasis currently is being put on quarterback in the NFL, rightfully so. And he's a guy that can, that you could feel comfortable with running man. And you know, he's, I don't think it's going to happen right now. I'm not saying I would call that for now, but I think he's the guy that most likely could get into that situation.
0: And that thought is echoed by Dawson prelip. He made a comment. Most likely first round pick of this moment would be Alexander Smith. That's if he stays healthy and improves upon last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dawson appreciate that comment. Yeah. He plays a premium position. There's like five premium positions in football. There's quarterback, left tackle, edge rusher, cornerback, and maybe receiver in today's game. But those are the premium positions in football. Alexander Smith plays one of them. We saw him jump out uh, really jump out last year once he got back the defense completely changed if you remember brady collins uh one of the things he said in the interview was he's got kind of a kobe mentality like mentally he's all locked in right now he's we know he's athletic enough he's gonna be an interesting one to follow uh mitchell lee also responded to this he said jack nelson if this uh season the offense goes nuts and offense alignment left tackle will go high he certainly has the the um aggression like Every day in practice, he would get, you know, you remember he gets in a fight all the time. He has that offensive line mentality. I thought he was a little sloppy, though, uh, from a technique standpoint. I don't think he was quite as good as we had hoped he would be up to this point.
1: Yeah, I feel like Jack, N- Jack Nelson is the other guy in this discussion uh, with Alexander Smith, but I agree. I, I think we just need to see a lot more out of him. I feel like we've seen what we need to see out of Alexander Smith to know that he can get to that level of of high draft pick. And I, I think he absolutely has a, a, perf, um, a future in the league, but Nelson, I feel like definitely potential definitely got the body for it. Definitely has like the abilities and the skills. Obviously we've turned out a lot of great offensive linemen. We expect to continue to do that. He is next in that line, but the offensive line has question marks. So we need to see kind of how he develops throughout the year.
0: Oh, here's another question for you. This one's interesting to me. This came up in the YouTube comments. I talked a lot about Uh, I feel pretty good about the fact Wisconsin didn't lose many players to the portal. I think that's a reflection of the culture. Luke Fickle has built. Uh, But this is an interesting counterpoint to that from winning gambler. Maybe the talent level at Wisconsin isn't great enough to be rated. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) kick. I haven't answered this one yet. I have thoughts on this. Um, I very much appreciate the comment as always. I appreciate the different perspectives and different thoughts. I think we get smarter when we look at things from different lenses. Um, Rashid, what do you think about this comment here juxtaposed with what I had said about being pretty happy about the culture that has been built here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the reason it hasn't been rated is because of Luke Fickle and because I think if Paul Chris was still our coach, we have the talent to, I think, get rated by other programs, but... um I, I'm, I'm sure people have tried. I'm sure there's been a lot of discussions with with some of these guys and people are like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like pe- people are comfortable because they have no idea what to expect out of this, this entire team. And this, I mean, who knows if we're going to be a championship team in five or 10 years. I know how you feel about that, but I know how I feel about it too. But I would say that there is so much um, excitement about what's being built here that I think players don't want to go anywhere. They want to be a part of it. They're not sure what this is going to be. So I think that definitely plays into it. As far as not having enough talent, I disagree. I, I think we we absolutely do. Um, we've got a lot of good depth at a lot of good positions. And I think that, look, I mean, because you're not just talking about teams that are on even keel with us. You're talking about max schools. of Anybody, they're, they're going to come into Wisconsin and take any guy they want and start them, right? So it's about like, I think you're not seeing people leave because of what's going on with the program.
0: Yeah, I think that's really, I agree. I, I think they're excited about what's being built. They want to see if they can get into that, that fold. And let's be, let's be real. I mean, you mentioned max schools. There's a lot of bad FBF power five schools too. You know, there's a lot of schools, you know, um, in the big 10, in the ACC, in the PAC 12 that could use, you know, a former four star offensive lineman that's a backup that could use uh, a Vinny Anthony that could use, I mean, you could just go down the list. You're you're, you're telling me Syracuse, Boston college. I mean, on and on and on this roster, I think is definitely good enough. So I respectfully disagree winning gambler. I I think the, the issue isn't that Wisconsin ha- doesn't have the talent. I just think Luke Fickle, people have bought into it. Players have bought into it, and they're excited mm-hmm. to see where it goes, much like Rajiv said. All right, got to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to do the defensive positions post-spring, stock up, stock down. Where are we most excited? Where are we maybe a little more worried than we were after spring? We're going to do that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, today's show brought to you, as always, by our good friends over at Bill Barr. I've talked about Bill Barr a lot. If you want the ultimate combination of – Healthy protein, 100% real chocolate, convenience, ease, health, taste. Built Bar is where you're at in 2023. They've done the miraculous. They've made a a healthy tasting protein bar uh, with 100% real chocolate. A lot of those other bars, they they talk about chocolatey flavor, chocolate taste. No, this is real chocolate, like 100% real chocolate on a protein bar without a lot of calories that tastes delicious, incredible flavors. The churro is still incredible. That's my favorite. Healthy. They taste amazing. Again, I don't know how they've done it. My kids like them. I like them. Everybody I turn turn it on to, like everybody that tries them, they're like, oh, you were right. I should have been on this, this kick a minute ago. So if you want to get in on the best protein bars on the planet, the best tasting protein bars on the planet, um, this is the way to go. Uh, again, 100% real chocolate. Go to built.com, order your bars, or go to Walmart, get your four-bar box in the pharmacy aisle, or Sam's Club 13-bar variety box. You will thank me later. And I want to thank everybody again for tuning in to Lockdown Badgers, all the everydayers, making this one of your first listens. Um, I know Rajiv, whenever he's on, we get a lot of great feedback, obviously, because he's the man, and we really do appreciate it. So let's just keep this thing going. Um, Defensive stock up. And again, this is from where you were before spring to where you are now. So it's not necessarily what the national media thought or what everyone else thought. I'm going to start on defensive line. Uh, we'll just alternate. I'll take the first one. I'm kind of just stock even like, I I don't, I don't think it, first of all, defense is a little harder to evaluate at times. I think what reading spring practice, seeing the launch, I don't think we saw anything that, that drastically makes me feel a lot better. Like we didn't see any reports of Curtis Neal looks incredible. he looks like Warren Sapp. You know, we didn't see, Rodas Johnson continue, continuing to dominate, but we saw flashes. We read about flashes. Um, I went into the spring thinking this is a solid defensive line. I think they're going to be good against the run. I think they're going to struggle against the pass. And I come out of it kind of at that same spot, Rajiv. So I don't, not a lot changed for me. Now, maybe if Darian Varner played and we got to see him, and I think that's still kind of the the unknown here. But for me, it's really just um, kind of where I was coming into spring. Oh, you're muted. You got me now? Rookie mistake. Yes. Sorry, go.
1: man. I apologize. No yeah, so I think where I'm at on this is that going into the spring, I was kind of low on these guys a little bit just because with the loss of Benton, it's been on my mind that I just don't know how we're going to be able to stop the run and, and what we're going to be able to do. But so I'm I'm stock even to a little bit up. I'm not like fully saying the stock is up, but I, I do. They're, they're trending in the right direction because- I do think we've got a lot of ability up front and I was impressed with how much pressure we got on the quarterback. And that's not just from the linebackers who got a lot of that, but overall there was just a really good push. I mean, I think there were 10 sacks in the spring game, but sacks is kind of a strange word in the spring game, but yeah. So, and I I think that I've been sort of underselling what they can do because I've been concerned about the loss of Benton, but I let's give credit to Pias. I think he's going to be okay in there. Johnson Mullins, Varner, how, how well that, how well he can do when he, when he shows up. So I, I do believe there's a trend in the correct direction, but this is definitely a unit that we still need to see a lot out of for it to really be confident. I know that you really like you like, you think we're going to stop the run. Okay. I've I heard that on a show of a years, a couple days ago, I'm a little bit more concerned about that um, because I think Paez is a huge part of that. So how he does and how he's able to eat up those interior offensive linemen is going to really dictate how well I feel like, we're gonna be able to stop the run so a little bit concerned about that but overall just a bit up because i was pretty low on them going in
0: yeah and you know you wonder too from a coaching philosophy standpoint if this this staff wants the defense line to pin their ears back a little bit more we've heard that for years and years we never really i never really bought it because quite frankly the it was all lip service previously Uh, you know but they may be worse against the run just because the defensive scheme has shifted a little bit Mm -hmm. um that step just something to track right we talked about that the gaps are going to be a little wider potentially Um, may get more negative plays but you also may get gashed a little bit more you know you may get more sacks you may get more stops in the backfield but there's a trade-off there Uh, let's go outside linebacker Rajiv where are you at on outside linebacker
1: stock up on outside linebacker very much so Again, because it's how I went into it. And if you remember at the end of last year, I'd said that was the position that I felt like we really needed to improve and we got Petrovsky. Um, But <clears throat> because when you when you lose a guy like Herbig, I think a lot of things can happen. But I was very impressed with them in the spring. I was really impressed with how they look too. And we we talked about how big bowlers looked out there. I mean, he's all of what, 265, something like that. Yeah. I, I feel like so with how they looked, And again, the pressure that they were able to get on the quarterback, I really thought that the front seven played quite well in the spring game. I know that Allen and Malusi broke big runs, but it's a spring game. So, you know, so yeah, I I really like them. And I just think that we haven't seen all we're going to see from Petrovsky. He's going to bring a lot. So that's exciting. I like, I really like bowlers. And I think Peterson is also a guy that, we can we feel like could maybe pressure the quarterback like you've talked about and you've got, you've got a lot of concerns about that so yeah i, I really think that i'm stock up on them because i thought they played really well we've read good things about them they're stepping up in a position that frankly going into this year especially leaving last year was a weakness for us and now i don't feel like it's that much of a weakness
0: yeah i'm, I'm stuck slightly up on this one uh i still struggle with daryl peterson uh we were at the, the launch i was talking to um Dylan Grapp, the, the great guy over at Badger Notes. And it, it, with with Peterson, it feels like everything's there except for the production, right? Like he looks like a monster. He, he's able to have get off. He, he has long arms. He had an incredible production as a high school pass rusher, right? He's a high recruit. I just don't ever see him really win one-on-one. Like it just doesn't seem to click. Now, the reason I'm excited about it is the first person you mentioned, TJ Bowler's. When I remember when we first talked about him and the weight came out and he's almost 270, we're like, oh, he's mm-hmm. going to defense event, obviously. Like, he's you're not going to play linebacker at 270. He he can carry it, right? Like, he really carries 270
1: well. Um, so, and he, me, and he looked, he looked, I mean, first yeah. of all, we noticed you could notice it right away. I think the second that he took the field, Ryan's like, look how big Bowler's looks. I mean, you noticed not it right away. Way. Right. Right. Not, right. Like, and he played the position really well. Yeah. So he actually he actually got big and he improved dramatically at the linebacker. This is yeah, I mean he he was listed at the top of my list of outside linebackers and the reason that they're stock up.
0: Yeah, he looked he looked 270 in a good way. You know how you go to like a high school reunion and you're like, man, Joe looks giant, but not in a good way. (laughs) Bowler's put on good weight and he looks like you move at 270, he could be absolutely dynamic. Um, I can't wait to
1: see. Thank you, Brady Collins.
0: Yes. I I am stocked slightly up just because I the the problem with I still have Rajiv is I'm I'm not sure like if you had to bet will any outside linebacker have over under the leading outside linebacker five and a half sacks are you five and forward? a half
1: is a, five and a half is a pretty big number so I would stay under but because but we also have a lot of, recently well yeah but with these guys I mean I I would still stay under on that because I think. It, I believe we talked about this at the launch. Point, actually, yeah. we talked about like three or four. I thought the over was going to be like three and a half. Then I would have said yes. I would have said over. But five and a half is a big number, only because there's, it's going to be spread out a lot. And I don't think one guy is necessarily going to take over. Now, is there a possibility that one guy kind of emerges from this pack and is becomes the stud pass rusher? Yes, but it's hard to say who that's going to be right now. Thus, I'm I'm still taking under.
0: Let's go. All right, let's go inside linebacker. I'm taking under two, by the way, which is part of the. I don't know if I would take over at four and a half. For an outside linebacker, right? I think I think that's part of the issue I have is there's nobody I, I really feel great about. There's people I feel good about, and I'm excited about Bowlers. Um, let's go inside linebacker. I'll take this one. I, I'm stuck up here. I we we've had a lot of discussions on Muma, right? You've been a like you've been all about mm-hmm. uh, Nangjameda, and I've been a little. I, I don't want to say I, I like him a lot. I think he's very physical. I think he's a really good run stopping inside linebacker. I worry about the athleticism. He's another one that got bigger, and I thought he looked really good in the spring. The reports have been great. Um, I've always been a big fan of Turner. I think he has unique athleticism for the spot. Um, Cheney was out there making plays. I just think that's a great top three, right? And and frankly, Tatum Grass is your fourth. Like, and we saw um Tyler Jancey was out there for a bit. You know, Sanborn's still in that mix. I, I'm stock up. I think the depth is there. You can go too deep easily and not have a big drop off. And I think Muma um and and Turner, quite frankly, are both poised. To maybe, maybe those are our sack leaders this year. I think they're poised to have big years. So I'm stock up on inside linebacker.
1: And this is going to sound like I'm taking a, a negative position, but I'm stuck where I was because I went in loving yep. these guys. So they're doing exactly what I expected them to do. I love this part of our defense. I've said it multiple times. I think that Meta and Turner are just going to be a force. And when you compare them to other big 10 schools, that's what you always try to do because we're returning so many guys. And sometimes you forget how many other schools are losing a lot of these guys and we're not, we ret- were, we're turning that, those guys. And they, they, that's going to be a force this year and I love them, but they're right where I expected them. I've loved them the whole time. I still love them.
0: Well, let's go cornerback. So we got cornerback and safety left. Um, I actually feel like we might disagree a little bit on one of these. I'm interested to get your takes. Let's let's go yeah. cornerback. I'm going to kick it off to you.
1: I'm going to say stock up. And I know that the depth is a concern for a lot of people. But I was really pleased when I start with the secondary guys. I mean, I think that, you know, Jay Sartre looked really good. Williams went out there and, and looked good. Um, the Cluna looked, looked solid. He's really going to be a stud. And honestly, with Maytree, that was a guy that I really had my eye on in the spring game. He looked big. He looked tough. He looked very physical. He was not afraid to play up and press. I mean, the guy is going to be a stud for us. And then of course you got Smith and Hallman. So as far as I'm concerned, I would, I say stock up also because I wasn't really sure what to expect. And we, you know, Decluna, what was he going to look like? Matry, what was he going to look like? So going into spring, it was, okay, I knew about Smith, Hallman, yes. But then Hallman comes out, has four picks and, you know, Matry looks good. The depth looks good. So how can you not be stock up?
0: Yeah. You'd have to be a crazy person to not be stock up. You'd have to be a lunatic, right? To disagree with your, your logic. There. You're
1: going to disagree with me. I right. really
0: disagree with it. Yeah. I'm not stock up on the court. I'm not. So, <laughs> Two things, right? Two the depth you hit on. I've talked about the depth before. That's that's low key terrifying to me um, because we cornerbacks get hurt every single year. We've seen it at Wisconsin every single year. And there's, you know what, Braden Locke. You know how good he's looked this spring. Who has he been throwing against? It's been to It's been Jace Arnold. I mean, that should give you some pause. Braden Locke is, is a redshirt freshman. I love. We love our receivers. Right. I, I I can already see the the point being made. They're going up against really good receivers. Agreed. They're going to go up against really good receivers against other teams too if they get thrust into the starting spot because starters get hurt. Um, Going into spring, I I thought guys like Avion Jones, guys like maybe even Akuri Lide, I liked Al Ash for the physical tools. You know, there's just bodies there that aren't there anymore, and that worries me. And then I also get a little worried about the fact that early in the year, early on in practice, Mordecai, the reports were he looked really good. Braden Locke looked really good. All of that was against our secondary. I do really agree with your point. I thought Matry looked great. I, I love Alexander Smith and Holman. I just think there's no discernible depth there. And I, from everything we've read, everything we saw, you know, Braden Locke had a lot of success against those second-team defensive backs, which are the the, the Jonas Taklunas and the Jace Arnolds, which shouldn't surprise anybody. They're true freshmen, right? But I don't think they're going to be ready necessarily this year. And because of that, you need more than three cornerbacks. Um
1: Brady Locks also been throwing to C.J. Williams and Skylar Bell, sure. and I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of good athletes out there on the other side of the ball too. Where We've talked about the receiver depth, so you know, just a bit of a counterpoint.
0: No, that is, that's a completely fair counterpoint. But if we play any good teams, they're going to have an equivalent of Skylar Bell, right? Like, not we don't need great second team cornerbacks to beat a Northwestern or you know some some of the lower tier schools. But if we lose a cornerback and we have to go play. I mean, any of your, your upper echelon power five teams, they're going to have Scholar Bell type guys or better don't on the for, roster.
1: Don't forget about Amari Snowden. Just saying.
0: So that's an interesting <laughs> one, right? Because I, we've talked about this before we texted about it. I think this locks him in as a corner coming in. Yeah. Because that's, that's where the need is. So we're mm-hmm. going to see, we're going to see pretty early, I think.
1: And we all, we both agree that if he plays corner, he's going to be a giant corner that has such long arms and it, boy, can he stretch. So yeah. I mean, that is a weapon, um, mm-hmm. especially red zone. Think about the red zone effectiveness that he could have, you know, like you see a fade pass to the corner of the end zone and he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I got this. Like he is going to be such a weapon for us, frankly, wherever he plays, but at the corner, man, like I, that's going to be super huge for us. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not as worried about it as you are. And I guess one of us will be right. We'll find out.
0: I'm hoping you like, again, we've talked about <laughs> this a bunch, like, I think we'd both rather be wrong about something and the Badgers be good oh, than yeah. be right about it and be like, "Yeah, I told you, cornerback depth would hurt us." Ha! Like that's not. We're,
1: we're, we are we are fans first, yeah, not 100%. Uh, podcast talkers first. Hundred
0: <laughs> percent. All right, let's shift to safety because I want to get that out of the way, and then there's some good comments I want to jump in on on the the live show as well. Um, listen, I, I think this one's easy. At least it's easy to me. It's stock up, up plus plus, a plus plus. This is one of the best. This is one of the best spots on the team. Period um hunter wohler looks great blaylock's back you know um kamoyla too had a great interception in the launch it wasn't a great pass but like he jumped the route he's physical brady collins has put good weight on all those dudes uh, austin brown looks the part braden moore is already participating and again brady brady collins says he just doesn't even look like a freshman you can go on and on and on the depth there is ridiculous zackman's another guy i i it's just that one of the deepest, if not the deepest spot on the team outside of receiver. Um, I can't wait to see him play. Hunter Waller this could be his last year. If he does goes out and does what we expect him to do, he could jump to the NFL next year and would surprise nobody. So I just think it's a loaded spot. They looked the part, and I'm even more excited about them now after seeing them. Especially with Trayvon Blaylock. Seeing him out there healthy, I think, mm-hmm. is a big move athletically
1: if there was a position going into the spring that we were looking at with Brady Collins and where were we excited about the gains that we were going to see, I think, you know, you could identify safety as that because there's so much you know required of these guys and wow, hundred percent stock up. It's not even close. I mean, Hunter Waller um, Latube, Laylock Brown, like they just, these guys are going to be a unit and we're going to need them. It's going to be all over the map. I mean, and especially with, kind of coverages we're gonna see. We're gonna see a totally different, especially with the defensive backs, right? Whether it's gonna be five or six and and how they're gonna line up. Such a critical piece is the safeties. And I don't know that I feel as confident about any group, offense or defense, going into this year right now, well maybe receiver as safety. I mean, they are just a machine. And It wasn't that we weren't, we weren't even slightly disappointed. We were sitting there just watching the game being like, yeah, these guys look exactly as we expected. They clearly have gained a lot physically. They're showing it on the field. They are just, I mean, this, this is why I'm just going to go up a little bit of a tangent here. This is why I'm not really worried about the defense. I know people have been had discussions about it. We've even had a few discussions here and there. We were returning a lot of people on this defense. I think a lot of big 10 teams are going to struggle against these guys. Oh, and by the way, we've got the offense. So, Big Ten championship—here we come!
0: I just hope we can rush the, pra- the the passer.
1: Yeah, I know. I know you're really concerned about that, uh, but
0: but you're right. Listen, you're you're dead on. Um, the the amount of talent coming back, the amount of experience coming back. Um, there's there's veterans everywhere. So you're you're dead on. Even Maitre is a guy who's played. Was it six years? He's a six year guy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's veterans everywhere. So your point is dead on with that. Um, let's let's bang on a couple of these comments quick. Over- Patrick Johnson, thoughts on Marcus Allen. I talked about Marcus Allen, Patrick, uh, but Rajiv, he, I I mean, I, I did kind of the obvious of yeah, that's it. Like he, he's done.
1: Um, he's, he's done. I mean, he, he, who knows if he would have played and if he would have got into this team and where he would have fit. But after this, uh, you know, I'm sorry to see you go, man. But, yeah, that's 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 going to be the end.
0: Uh, Zach Bartz just wanted to throw out there. Marshall deserves a chance to tear it up. Hopefully he lands at a school where he can do that. Wish him the absolute best. Absolutely. Um, always wish for, for Badgers as they transfer. Like, you know, you can't cheer transfers that come in and then not wish the best for transfers that go out. These are all young men. I hope I hope he crushes it wherever he goes. Um, Clayton Sernowski, this is the greatest podcast <laughs> ever. Let's go, Clayton.
1: Yes. Clayton, <laughs> you're the man.
0: I love it. Um, a couple more here. Here's a good one. Corey B, offensive recruiting significantly outpacing the defensive recruiting. Rajiv, how worried are we about the defensive recruiting? Not
1: not really worried about it because these guys are still figuring out what they want and now if if this 2 years from now i we can have, we can have this this conversation and i might feel differently but no i mean i i don't worry about anything frankly with our recruiting department look at where our recruiting department was 2 years ago 1 year ago the state of that department so therefore you will never hear me complain about recruiting at this point at this stage uh-huh. based on everything we've seen and, and and what these guys have done so far i i just I mean, I know that maybe Justin feels differently. Maybe you feel differently. I just, I totally am on board with everything that's happening. And until they figure out their style, what they're looking for, how it's going to fit into their system. And then if we lose out on key people, then I would think differently. But no, I'm totally good with it.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not worried yet either. And I think if you look back last year, you look at the prospects that they had at Cincinnati, the kids they brought over to, we talked about Snowden, Decluna, right? Like, they're they're going to be fine. They're they're going to find defensive guys because that's in their DNA. I'm listen, we'll see. Like, I don't even think you need to wait two years. If at the end of the year, you know, we failed to land any dudes on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. I think we sure. be a little worried. But sure. I, as right now, I'm not stressed about it. Um, let's keep going here. Great question here from Evan Gabriel. Pick one surprise defensive player to have a breakout season. Who would it be?
1: Ooh. Um What do you so think?
0: So the one that jumps to my head is Curtis Neal for me. Um I almost said Darian Varner, but I feel like he's already kind of broken out. There's a reason we brought him in as a transfer. Curtis Neal coming off the injury last year. There's obviously a big opening in the middle of the defensive line. He was a guy who had a recruiting pedigree that was much higher than you know if the injury hadn't happened. He probably would have went to an SEC school. Uh, he's got unique burst. So to me, Curtis Neal's really interesting. I think he's a potential guy in pass rushing situations that could get some pressure from the inside.
1: I'm going to say TJ Bowler's based on what we've seen from him coming into the spring and how well he's fit. I think he's going to just be a weapon on the line too. He's going to be in situations where he plays up on the line. Um, Yeah. I think there's a guy that we can see just getting a lot of pressure, being able to just, you know, manhandle some people and be a force, maybe tackles for loss. I feel like he's going to be a guy that we're going to see big numbers from.
0: Andrew Smith, uh, any news on Nate White, big gidden state running back. Haven't heard anything about him. So he did not enroll early, Andrew. So, he will be coming in the fall, and I, I still think there's a potential. It's hard if when you come in the fall, but just because of the running back depth chart and he's a unique athlete in space, that's what Phil Longo wants to do. I think there's potentially could get a few touches this year, but yeah, he is not enrolled yet. Uh, appreciate the comment. Um, let's see, Mark D is still salty. We missed out on Donovan Harbor. I don't. I wouldn't call him a miss if we didn't like the offer got pulled. I mean that's been reported enough now. I think we can say that with that's out there. The offer got pulled. Um, it just is what it is. Doesn't mean he's a bad kid. Doesn't mean it just is what it is. Now we did miss out on Sexton. I mean, <laughs>
1: well, we started. offered him what, like two days before he actually went to Penn State. I mean, geez.
0: Don't don't get me started there. Um, Mark D asks, expectations could they be too high for this team? That's kind of been in the back of mind ever since Fickle got hired.
1: That's a fair question. I mean, certainly in my head, I think the expectations are high. We all know that. So I think it's a really fair point. Um, I certainly, I had this thought watching the spring game and seeing the interceptions. I think we all just kind of sat there and were like, "Oh boy!" Like we were just ready to come in in here and see these guys drop seventy on the defense or something. So, yeah, I think it's they could be too high. But look, I'm just going to go back to something I've said before: sports is a lot about hope. Ninety percent of it's hope. And so for me, I'm, I'm okay with those expectations being there because I want to enjoy those expectations we have never had expectations like this going into a uh, going into a sort of an era if you will so i they could be too high they probably are but i'm good with it because i want the, i want to feel that hype and i want to feel that excitement because i've never felt like this as a badger fan i've been a badger fan for 24 years so if we can uh, if it's if it's time to feel these expectations and to kind of get that hype going i'm all for it
0: can I, can i throw this out there like yes i, I mean i'm just going to say yes they are too high 100% <laughs> a new coaching staff that is it a brand new coaching staff and all you've heard from the national media is Wisconsin home run they're going to win the west watch out everybody the air raid's coming 17 quarterbacks the deepest receiver. of course they're too high but that's why we're fans like <laughs> that's the whole point right you you don't bring in a Luke Fickle and then be like nah i don't really know no you you, you bring in a Luke Fickle with an easy schedule and Phil Longo and you get hyped cuz you're a freaking fan so yes, it's too high. And it should be high. <laughs> right? Like right. you don't need to be believed with regime to get hyped up here. Like, yes, it is too high. Um, I do want to ask you this. If they win nine games, are
1: you disappointed? Um, I'm gonna I, I can't really answer that because I, I wanna see it's all about how they play. I, I I'm not gonna say that it's, it's gonna be a disappointing year if we have nine wins or eight wins or whatever, because to me, it's about this is a this is a long-term approach to the program and what's going to happen over time. So, how the performances look, how the defense looks, how the how go system is is working and playing out, and what who's developing. So that to me is more of a focus. Like what we're seeing on the field, in addition to the wins. Wins are obviously really super important, but I want to see how we play, not just the, the sheer number of wins.
0: No, that's well said. TM three three eight nine. They aren't done recruiting Sexton. That is true. Yeah. I will say. It's not going to be as easy to flip him for two. So I, I want to say a lot of times the in-state kids that go somewhere they, in the past they've gone somewhere else, Wisconsin stayed on them and flipped them. A lot of times those schools aren't Penn state level schools though. That's the difference, right? Like yeah. if he had committed to Northwestern or Minnesota or Iowa state or any of that, that, that level of school, he committed to Penn state, like, Say what you want about James Franklin, oil salesman, whatever. Say what you want about Penn State. That's a real football program, um, and there's that's a tough one. That's all I'll I say. Feel, I, mean,
1: I feel like Sexton is a guy that maybe we don't get now. Maybe we get him through a portal in a couple of years when he's not getting – maybe he's not getting playing time at Penn State. And Penn State is a, a program that has big recruiting classes. They've got a lot of depth. They recruit a lot of force. So, I mean, look, I, I think that uh, we might not be – we're probably done with him for now. I think in a couple of years we could absolutely see him making a trip home. Uh, I, have, I have one thing. One thing I want to put up. I for the first time in a long time, I agree with something that Bo Dragon says. They let's need more girl. beef on D. Bo, I don't agree with you very often, so this is great. I agree with you. We definitely do. We need that beef up front. Benton is a, is a just a huge miss. Um, but let's see how Howard folds in once once he gets here. I think that's the guy that maybe we see him this year um, because he's we don't have that that size on our team right now so hopefully we have that beef up front but don't forget about bowlers i mean he's a guy that 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 brings beef especially to the secondary level of the defense i mean not the secondary but the second level on the linebacker so yeah i'm excited about we do need more beef but we've got some and i agree with bow dragon how about that
0: that's crazy and that dovetails incredibly well into this next question i want to get into mike asked do you think howard could contribute right away I talked about this previously. I I think there's a chance because just what you said, if you're going to contribute right away as a freshman, you have to bring something unique athletically or from a body side. Like he brings something the roster doesn't have. So from that aspect, listen, you have, who knows, but yeah, I think he could, I think he could play right away because we don't have a body like him on the defensive line.
1: Absolutely. When it comes to run stopping and it comes to eating up that depending depending on the scheme, how we're going to play. Yeah. He, I mean, him and Snowden, right? I think are the two freshmen who can make real impacts uh, early. And yeah, I mean, I would, I, frankly, I would be surprised if we don't see him getting, you know, a few snaps after maybe the fourth or fifth game, right? I mean, I feel like we're gonna, he's gonna be getting it. He's definitely gonna be getting in there.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Let's let's finish on this one from Clayton. How did each of you become Badger fans? Um, Rajiv, why don't we kick that off to you?
1: Yeah. So I, so I went to Wisconsin, started in 1999. Um, and my, fir- my freshman year was um, the Ron Dane year, right? So it was actually fantastic because I saw a, you know, a Rose Bowl and a Final Four in the same season, which what a great year to become a Badger fan. I grew up an Iowa fan, actually, because my dad went to Iowa. So, you know, I was always kind of a Hawkeye fan. And then when I went to school there, yeah. And been a nutcase ever since Badger fan, right? I mean, I used to I was the guy sitting in front row section P and O. Um, I used to camp out every week for tickets uh, because now now they do. We just let in the student section. You just go sit wherever you want, and everyone just kind of funnels in. But before, you used to have to get tickets every week. So I was the guy who camped out and got front row, front row for basketball for three straight years. So, yeah, freshman year, just got totally hooked, was already a big sports fan, got totally hooked on the Badgers, and I've been a nut ever since.
0: I love it. And Clayton, thank you for jumping in the comments, by the way. I'd be curious how – uh, you became a Badger fan? Let us know. Let me know. Um, we might do a whole show on that. Just how do people become Badger fans? What are your your origin stories? Right? Uh, mine is not that exciting, really. I just grew up in Wisconsin, right? Like, it, 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 I, I want in a small
1: town of Cumberland, right? You've talked about Cumberland, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest
0: small town in Wisconsin, the island city surrounded by Beaver Dam Lake. Yes, um, but that's it. Like, I grew up in Wisconsin. I couldn't be anything else, right? I, I was going to be a Badger fan, so. Um, it's as simple as that. I mean, I remember going to games with my folks, you know, coming into Madison, going to Camp Randall, watching all the games on TV and just being a complete diehard and I would lose my mind over it. I still do. So it's really as simple as that, man, just grew up in Wisconsin, you know? So, uh, that's the story. I, I think we would do a whole show on and how people became Badger fans would be very curious to see what Bo's origin story is as well, where he, he came from and how he became a Badger fan. But with that, we're at almost 40 minutes, so I'm already keeping people too long. Really do appreciate – oh, there it is right there, Bo, just name. Bo grew up – let's throw this up here. We'll finish on this. Grew up watching Dave McClain, Badgers, uh, then the Morton Deer years, which are <laughs> – luckily <laughs> so you got,
1: became a fan. There you go. That's good. You still became a fan.
0: <laughs> and and Bo stuck with it, which I love. That's probably the, the birthplace of his uh, cynicism, though, right? Yes. He's seen, he's seen the depths of, of Badger fandom. All right, with that, On Wisconsin – For all the everydayers, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. See CJ Abbott in there as well. He remembers watching the 93 team filled with talent from his hometown of Racine. CJ, as always, really appreciate you jumping in the comments, my friend. Um, And let's wrap it up there. Wrap it up with uh, Mike saying he wants to party with Bo Dragon someday, as do we all.
1: We all do. I actually want to say one more quick thing. Just congratulations to the three Badgers drafted. I haven't been on the show since the draft. That's awesome. Super excited for them. Two of them in Pittsburgh. I mean, Watts already there, so that'll be nice, but really excited for them. They're going to be in good situations. We've always put, you know, we put offensive linemen in the league. They're all over the place. Titman is definitely going to be a starter in the NFL. And I think Herbig is going to have a better career than a lot of people think he will, just because a lot of our linebackers end up doing a lot better than people think they will in the NFL. So I'm really excited for all of them, and it'll be great.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to end it. Obviously, rooting for all of them on Wisconsin. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we'll talk again tomorrow. Let's go.